Getting ready for the NFL draft. Well, we still want to talk a little fantasy baseball. Welcome to fantasy baseball today. Hey, are you hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. For free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Adam Azer, Heath Cummings, Chris Towers. We have an NFL Draft Show on the website and on the app. I'll tell you about in a little bit. Uh, I want to start with a game called, hey, real quick. Hey, real quick, would you rather have James Paxton or Yu Darvish? Yu Darvish. I would still rather have Yu Darvish, but it's hard not to view James Paxton as like a top 15 pitcher right now. He's pretty he's good. Just, yeah. He's been incredible. He He's not quite left-handed Noah Syndergaard. But he's not far off right now. It's it's definitely a lot harder now than it was after his last start. What was it? His last start wasn't great. He had a bad start. Oh yeah, he, he got. He yeah, had one yeah, bad right. start in like his last right. eight months of pitching. And I love the innings too. Thirty nine strikeouts, of six walks, and thirty two and a third. Darvish is off to a good start as well. Thirteen walks, a little more wild. Thirty one strikeouts, thirty two and two thirds. But uh, yeah, Paxton's really exciting. I think at this point. Real quick, who would you rather have, James Paxton or Cole Hamels? James Paxton. I already have him a couple, like five spots ahead of Cole Hamels. I did that after the last start. Yeah. After Hamels' last start or Paxton? Oh, after Paxton's last start. The bad one. Yep. I've been thoroughly unimpressed by Cole Hamels. I, I, has he had a – how many good starts has he had? He's not striking anybody out. It's the weirdest He's thing. He's had some pretty good starts in terms of run protect- right. prevention, but I think he has 15 strikeouts in like 36 innings or something. Yeah, I, um, before last night, had Hamels at 15 and Paxton at 19. Just f- swip them. Yeah, I, I may. <laughs> Hamels to 19, Paxton to 15. Yeah, it may go like 17 and 18 or something. It's gonna be, they're very, very close. Push. I, I just went to our CBSSports.com MLB player page where you can search for players and I went to type in Cole Hamels because I thought, you know, he had, a, I thought he had a good ERA. It's 303. Uh, but I, none of the search results are coming up. What's going on? I typed in Chris Towers instead of Cole Hamels. You are not in the database, Chris. Mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am a worse pitcher than Cole Hamels. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, we got a fun show today. I do promise we are going to grade some trades at the end of the show. Uh, we're going to do something called buy high or sell high. I give you a guy who has been playing well. You tell me, is he a sell high candidate or should we actually buy high and trick people into thinking that they are selling high on a good player? Um, the Thames watch is back, and it's a scary one. News and notes, stock falling on some struggling players, and I've got a few guys who are pretty widely available that I think you should go pick up right now. Maybe, I'll ask you guys, that I think at least you should consider going to pick up right now. But let's start with... Wait, did you say it's a scary Thames watch? Yeah. So it's a scaric Thames watch? Nice. nice it wasn't good. nice, it was bad. Yeah, but I'm being nice, so, you know, I'm nice. It was terrible, but I'm being nice, yeah. <laughs> uh, buy high or sell high right now, guys. On Ryan Zimmerman, the number three first baseman in points, uh, behind Thames and Goldschmidt, the number two first baseman in Roto, behind only Eric Thames. Is Zimmerman more of a buy high or a sell high? I would say probably neither one. I'm not buying Ryan Zimmerman from anyone. I'm not buying into this production that he's going to be a top five or even top ten first baseman. I also think that it's very difficult when you've got a player 
that's 32 years old and has a pretty established track record to get somebody else to buy into what he's done so far. So he's probably somebody you you ride high. Okay. Chris, yeah, do you just agree? hang on to him, uh, especially in a roto league where you can use him as a corner infielder. I think he's a huge value. But this is what we hope to see from Ryan Zimmerman. The exit velocity is still elite, and he has improved his launch angle, and we're seeing the results of that. Okay, buy high or sell high on Jose Ramirez, the number two second baseman in fantasy. He's also a top five third baseman. And he's batting 320 with five home runs and two steals. Also, 18 RBIs for Jose Ramirez. You just want to compare him to last year when Ramirez was the number nine third baseman in points, number 11 in rotisserie. Uh, he is better. 3.95 fantasy points per game uh, compared to 3.13 fantasy points per game. But look, he, his BABIP is actually lower. It's only 305. Uh, he is hitting more fly balls. Home run to fly ball ratio is crazy high. Uh, it's early, but Jose Ramirez, is he a buy high? Is he a sell high? Is he what you said about Zimmerman? You tell me. I, he's really good. I'm, I'm riding him. I, I would, I don't know if I'd be able to buy him, but if I could for a reasonable price, I would. I think he's really good. I've moved Ramirez into my top five, top 10 at second base. So I don't, I don't quite buy what he's doing, but for the most part I do. So I'd say buy high. Okay. Jose Ramirez. Uh, over Evan Longoria now, clearly? Yes. Yep. Oh, it's yeah. been for a while for me. Kyle Seeger or Jose Ramirez? Kyle Seeger dealing with this little hip issue now, I think. I, think I still have Jose Ramirez number nine at third base behind Kyle Seeger and Miguel Sano. Okay. Right, but we like Jose Ramirez. He is backing it up. Uh, buy yeah. high or sell high on Freddie Freeman, who is batting 388 with a 500 on base, a 791 slugging, with uh, 15 walks and 15 strikeouts in addition to seven homers. Only nine RBIs somehow for Freddie Freeman with a 388 batting average and seven homers. Well, he still plays for the Braves. I yeah, know, that but that's help. that's still insane. Uh, buy high or sell high, Freddie Freeman? Uh, I'm I'm pretty close to buying it. This is it's it's a little it's a little bit of the Daniel Murphy situation where I didn't buy the breakout. The fact that it's continuing, it'd be kind of dumb to to not change my opinion. I would still rather have Murphy than Freeman, but an I think he's right there. An interesting one is if you've got Miguel Cabrera, would you take Freddie Freeman for Cabrera? And I have moved Freeman ahead of Cabrera in my rankings right now. Ooh, you know they were they were three and a half fantasy points apart last year. They had very just, very I mean, similar one of them's yeah, one two hurt. decade two decades younger and not currently hurt. So, so can we sum it up by saying if we were drafting again today, Freddie Freeman would be a late second round pick in a 12 team league? Cause that's when, you know, like, like Encarnacion and Cabrera and Murphy were going. I, no, not for me. I'm what, gonna, what, go ahead. I'm gonna take a, a mea culpa on this one. I was right there with Heath as a big Freddie Freeman skeptic. I don't think Heath has Changed his mind quite yet. I, no, I, I, what I was gonna say was, I would now agree with where he, I was questioning him going in the third round, and I would now agree with that. I think that was correct, I was wrong, but I'm not going to say he should have been a second round pick. Yeah, like he's a, I think he's pretty close to an elite power hitter at this point, and that's the only thing that was missing from his game. Okay, well, Freeman's off to a great start, and I, I wonder, I think right now you're probably taking Freeman over Encarnacion. 
I have not moved Encarnacion behind Freeman or Murphy. Nope. And I don't think that you trade Freeman for Encarnacion. That's not really a good sell. But if you trade Freeman for Encarnacion and, you know, a Danny Salazar type player, maybe it's worth it then. If, if you still believe in Encarnacion, which it appears you guys do. Is that a fair? I still trade? believe in Encarnacion, yes. To get, but I would not give up Freeman for Encarnacion. And I wouldn't give up Encarnacion for Freeman. But if sure. you could give up Freeman to, to the Encarnacion owner, and also get like a number, like a high end number three starting pitcher back, you know, someone around, you know, top 25 pitcher. Yeah, I'd do it. You'd do that. In a heartbeat. And, Freeman and, and a top 25 pitcher for Encarnacion? Yeah, I would do that. I would. No, other way around. Okay. Encarnacion and a top 25 pitcher for Freeman. And I think it's realistic. And I, and I think, you know, it's, there's, there's risk there because there, Encarnacion is getting up in age and he had the higher strikeout rate last year and, and he's off to a terrible start. But he wasn't off to a great start last year either. You know. But okay, I, I'm trying to throw out realistic trade scenarios. I don't think that's an Azer trade. I think you you could probably <laughs> pull that off. I think people are very disappointed and, and probably nervous with Encarnacion. Speaking of realistic trade offers, I know that you're doing a marvelous job of your fast start in the editorial league. But you have a terrible outfield and a terrible second baseman, and I have too many of both, and you have a bunch of starting pitching. Would you make me an offer, please? I will make you an offer. and it will... I've made him offers, and he just ignores them or declines them and doesn't counteroffer. It will involve... Adam, I like that strategy. Thank you. It, it will involve you giving me Manny Machado. So you know. Make an offer for Manny Machado. He is available. Okay, and, I've and... got like 17 second and third basemen and no pitchers. I don't have a terrible outfield. It's in trouble now because of uh, the the Hanniger injury. But I, I'll just say this. Um, Wait, no, no. Michael Conforto is your number two outfielder, and Hanniger is your number three right now? I have Springer on the bench. so Okay, so I, Michael Conforto is your number three. No, you don't I, want I have Conforto Springer, Schwerber, and Brantley in a 14-team league. That's a good outfield. So you're just not seeing the whole picture here. Um, I would say this. Like, don't— I like trading. Trading's really fun. I think trading's probably the most fun part of, of fantasy baseball. Maybe drafting is. Uh, if you're off to a good start, you don't have to make trades. Like, I like my team, so don't, you know, don't trade just for the sake of trading here. Don't, don't let Heath try to bully you into that either. Let's go back to buy high or sell high. Guys, I'm starting to buy it. I'm starting to buy it. I feel like a homer, but man, Luis Severino, two and one with a three ERA, four walks, 33 strikeouts in 27 innings. And he just did a great job against Boston without Dustin Pedroia on a cold, rainy night. Uh, but still, I, the changeup looked pretty good. I'm starting to buy it. I think Luis Severino is much more of a buy high than a sell high. Here, I benched him this week. Uh, I did not think the matchups against Boston and Baltimore were going to work out for him. I was still skeptical. If you do it against Boston, it's it's hard to keep ignoring. And, and the big thing for him is his fastball velocity is up about three quarters of a mile per hour over last April, but his changeup and slider velocity are both down pretty significantly. And that's that a good seems thing. like a really big deal. That's a great thing for him. I, I, yeah. I've mentioned this many times. He had, I think, the least amount of separation between his fastball and his slider in the American League last year, at least at one point in the season. He's definitely more of a pitcher now. Can you tell me how many changeups Severino threw yesterday? Do you have that? I looked it up last night. I can find it really quickly. I think it was around 10. Do you think Severino is like a top 40 pitcher? I will answer that question in the coming days after I do my rankings, but it's possible. I 
think I would sell him being a top 40 pitcher. If I could get that type of value for him, I'd be selling high. But he is a huge asset as a find likely off the waiver wire, especially in leagues, points leagues. Mm-hmm. He uh, threw 12 changeups last night, averaged 88 miles per hour with them, 10 miles per hour less than his fastball. Uh, the separation between the two was about 6 miles per hour last year. Excellent. All right, buy high or sell high, Avi Garcia, 73% owned, still available, another homer yesterday. Still selling. Yeah, this is one where there's just there's no obvious change in his game, and so it seems just like a hot streak. Is it possible that the obvious change is that he's just in better shape? It's certainly possible, but he's not hitting the ball harder than league average in terms of exit velocity. Okay. His uh, none of his batted ball data is really any different. He still hits too many fly ball or ground balls, so I don't I don't see any reason to buy it. Well, some of his batted ball data is different. He's got a four seventy one BABIP. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's Avi Garcia. Good. We needed <laughs> we needed at least one sell high in this group. And finally, buy high or sell high on Aaron Judge, who is now batting two eighty one with seven home runs, seven walks, and eighteen strikeouts, two doubles and a triple in eighteen games. I really appreciate that all of the gigantic hulking sluggers are off to good starts this season <laughs> uh, because they're all my large adult sons, and they, they make me proud. Well, that's very nice, Chris. Yes. Well, are we buying Aaron Judge here? What do you think? His oh. his swinging strike rate's down to 10%. That's an elite mark for a power hitter. That's something that like Giancarlo Stanton's never come close to. Um, I, I'd buy him as a fourth or fifth outfielder. Okay. I think he's in my top 50. Would you rather have Aaron Judge or Yasiel Puig? I might have them literally right next to each other. I've got it very close. I will I will still <sighs> I've got Puig a, a quite a bit higher. I've uh Judge at 52. I need to move him up. Also go with Puig. I'm looking at some outfielders that you have ahead of Judge in your rankings and I'm going to recommend you move Judge ahead of them. Uh, Hunter Pence. I just moved him to 41. Are these points leagues or Roto leagues? I'm looking at points, but let's go to, I'll, I'll go to Roto. Roto, I think, would be a better way to look at it. That's his best format. Okay. Uh, then in that case, uh, ooh, it's a little if, harder. If what we're seeing Jace, right now Jason is Hayward? Real. What? Jason Hayward or Judge? I would rather have Judge. Oh, I'm going with Hayward for sure. Oh, how about Yasmani Tomas or Judge? Tomas. Judge. All right, I won't. Uh, Manuel Margot or Judge? Judge. Judge. Okay. So you know, he's definitely worth owning. Also, Manuel Margot. Manuel Margot. That's right. Nomar uh, Mazzara or Aaron Judge. Mazzara. Let me tell you something about Mazzara. Zero extra base hits against lefties this year. He is three for twenty-one. He sat against a lefty yesterday. Last year, two extra base hits in a hundred eleven at bats against lefties. Yeah. He's kind of he kind of just had a bunch of RBI early, but he hasn't been very good. Do you want to know the players that I think you should pick up now before it's too late? Yes, Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. Okay, well you you can't find out unless you go to our website tonight, 7:55 p.m. Eastern on cbssports.com, the CBS Sports app and all streaming devices. We've got Nick Costos hosting with Brady Quinn. Pete Prisco, and Jason Lockenfora. Jamie and Heath are going to provide fantasy analysis. This is for the NFL draft. If you're 
like me, tired of the uh, the NFL draft coverage that you've been seeing for like decades. It's all the same. Try CBSSports.com. Try the app. Any streaming devices, you're going to get fantasy analysis from it. That's pretty exclusive. Uh, and and Brady Quinn and Pete and Nick are going to do it. Just just going to kill it. We also have uh, Will Brinson, Luke Rogers, John Beeson, DJ Williams, other Miami Hurricanes, perhaps. And uh, it's really great stuff. I watch every year, and I encourage you to do the same. Uh, so that's starting at 7.55 p.m. Eastern. And it's all weekend, by the way, we have coverage of the draft, live coverage during the NFL draft. Uh, all right, so Byron Buxton is 48% owned. Should we be picking him up before it's too late? Now, granted, he's 48% owned. But three for his last seven with five walks in his last three games and only one strikeout. Maybe it's just three games, but should we take the chance on Buxton now in case this is something? Well, you guys are welcome. I, I finally dropped him. <laughs> and so that's why this has happened. I, I, I wouldn't do it. Uh, th- for me, the answer is no. I'm not really that interested. Look, it, it depends on what your what your team looks like, which isn't a particularly helpful piece of advice. But if you've got an open roster spot, they're still like th- this is still a super talented player. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, right. It depends on what you're dropping, I guess. Would you Would you rather have Conforto or or Buxton? Conforto. Would you rather have Bellinger or Buxton? Bellinger. Bellinger he hasn't him. failed yet. Well, he failed yesterday, 0 for 5 with three strikeouts, but yeah. facing Cueto and actually leading off for the Dodgers. All right, so that's the first guy. Uh, here are two more that I think are very interesting. Archie Bradley. It seems like T- Shelby Miller could very well need Tommy John surgery. He's getting a third opinion, this time from an elbow doctor whose name I can pronounce, Dr. James Andrews. Um, and it seems like, you know, Godley's kind of a stopgap. Bradley could be in the rotation. He has been amazing in the bullpen with a 126 ERA, three walks, 17 strikeouts, and 14 and a third. In two seasons as a starter, his ERA is over five. So, you know, Bradley's 18% owned. Delino to Shields. I picked him up in the uh, scam league, in the rejects league. Did you ask Scott about that? I did. But but if he had not responded, I would have made an executive decision anyway because I've just got this hunch. And reading the papers this morning, it seems like they've got this hunch that if the Rangers want to jumpstart their offense – their leadoff hitters have been terrible. They got to get the liner to Shields in the lineup. He led off. He went two for three. He walked three times. He stole two bases in three attempts. He scored three runs. Now they they put up a fourteen spot. Not uh, buying it. I, I'm buying it. Is like take a chance here. So Archie Bradley and Delino to Shields are very available. Are you buying either of them? Like for the Shields, if you were in a, my problem is I have two daily transaction leagues, and they're both two of my most shallow leagues. If I was in like a 14-team daily transaction league, then I could absolutely get excited about Delino to Shields. But even in a 12-team daily transaction league, I don't think there's going to be a situation where Delino to Shields becomes an everyday player. You mean daily daily lineups? Yes. Okay, not like add drops every day. Set your well, lineup they, every day. it's the same. They, they those bo- leagues are both. But well, no, yes. because you've got the lineup. you've got the five outfielder auction league. I thought about picking up to Shields in that league yesterday, but I didn't have anyone that I really wanted to drop. But that's that's, the that's a that's I, a roto league. I very rarely have someone that I want to drop, especially for. if he's going to be on the short end of a platoon split. I don't know that he is going to be though. I like th- who are they going to platoon him with? Two, because th- well, okay, no, Mazzara sat yesterday, and Rua. He's not. No one Mazzara is not sitting against right-handed pitchers. No, so but why would why would Shinsu uh, Chu is going to play against righties? So when, where is the Shields going to play against righties? Left left field. Over. Over Profar and Rua. Maybe. I, I don't, 
I don't really think that there's like we thought this coming into the spring, and then they just completely shut him out of the rotation for a while. I, I know, and 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 their replacements have been terrible. Like Carlos Gomez was leading off. He's not. He didn't yesterday. Rua is a lefty, spe- uh, lefty hitting. You know, he hits lefties. Profar's been bad. Chu DHs, and Beltre might be out another month. By the way, he got bad yeah. news on his calf. So I think there's an opportunity here, and I think it makes sense to give this guy a shot because he can get on base, he can walk, and when he walks, he steals. So I don't know. I I just want to throw it out there. He's nine percent owned. You guys do what you want. What about Archie Bradley? Do you think he could be successful in the rotation? I think he's a one-pitch pitcher, and that can work in the bullpen. It cannot work as a starter. Uh, his velocity is way up. That makes the fastball play up even more in the bullpen, but I just I have trouble seeing him as a starting pitcher. What about Alex Wood, who was flirting with a no-hitter yesterday, and he threw only 77 pitches? They don't seem comfortable letting Wood go that deep into games yet, but he uh, six scoreless innings, one hit, one walk, five strikeouts at San Francisco. I don't even know if he's got a rotation spot, but should we be picking up Alex Wood? He's twenty two percent owned. Yeah, I think after that type of outing, we believe he has upside, especially so, when he's throwing three miles an hour harder than he was last year and five miles an hour harder than two years ago. I, I he is the guy on this list that I would be most excited about picking up. Yep, Alex Wood, but. Who would they bump from the rotation? Because they got six guys now. They've got Kershaw, Maeda, Urias, uh, McCarthy, Ryu, and Wood. I kind of think, and I hate the six-man rotation, I kind of think the Dodgers are in a position where they should maybe use it. Because Maeda is much better with extra rest and has shown that over and over again. You've got Urias, who you want to limit I- his I'm gonna I'm going to stop you right now. I don't think they would ever do that because they're not going to make Clayton Kershaw wait another day every Okay, turn. well then just do a six-man rotation except Kershaw pitches on normal rest. Okay, well that, that could work. Because I, it, McCarthy and Ryu, how long are you expecting yeah, their arms that's, to stay together? That's the big thing for me is that McCarthy and Ryu have not shown that they can stay healthy uh, over the last couple of years. So I would – you're going to have a rotation spot at some point. I, lo- I thought it was an interesting night. I-, I was pretty active last night. I picked up Alex Cobb for two starts next week because I-, I think in good matchups you can be okay with him. And guys, I, I gotta be on. I pick- and I picked up the Shields and I picked up Alex Wood in-, in separate leagues. I gotta be honest with you. I'm starting to see now that fantasy baseball in 2017 is looking and feeling to me like fantasy baseball in 2016, where I'm seeing more uh, attractive hitters on the waiver wire than pitchers. I'm struggling to get pitching depth and pick up guys I like. You know, at the beginning of the season, I, f- I was, oh, I'm picking up this guy, I'm picking up this guy. A lot of them haven't panned out, like Alex Cobb. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know what the numbers are saying right now, uh, in terms of runs and, and home runs and all that, but I'm not feeling good about waiver wire pitchers but, at uh, the moment. The thing is, if the league-wide ERA right. is up, this which is it is. the same thing as it was last year. Then a replacement level pitcher is a worse pitcher. Yeah. Like I, I just mean like fantasy baseball the way I started playing. I've been playing since I started hosting this podcast seven, eight years now. Um, it always was like not going to invest that much in pitcher because I can get them on waivers. I can always stream pitchers. I can always pick them up. I don't really feel that way anymore. I feel but, like hitters are more streamable now. But um, like that's only because the you see a guy with a 3.7 ERA – and you don't get excited about him, but a 3.7 ERA in 2016 or 2017 
is a lot more valuable than it was seven years ago. Okay, that's a good point, but you still have – I think you have more separation now between the must-starts and the streamers. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I just – I haven't really – I looked at waivers for, for pitchers and, like, I picked up Joe Musgrove because I just want to take a shot on someone with some upside that could maybe turn it around, but it's it's ugly out there. It feels like uh and 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 like the point I want to make is I don't really want to trade pitching for hitting. If I have depth at starting pitcher like Heath, you just you just mentioned it the the editorial league, right? Right. You I have great pitching depth there. You want some of it. <laughs> I don't want it I, I don't want to necessarily trade Jacob deGrom for Manny Machado. I feel like I I have to. I don't even know if you would take that, but I wouldn't feel great about it because I feel like I'd I'd really be lacking in in pitching, and it's just easier to get hitting than it is pitching. Then we then we should have had Manny Machado as a third round pick and Jacob Degrom as a first. No, it's just it's the way it ends up playing out once you see the landscape, you know. And 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 look, I, I might be dumb. I, I think it would be ridiculous not to trade Jacob Degrom for Manny Machado. I agree in a vacuum. When I look at my teams and I say, what would my team actually look like on a week to week basis if I didn't have a stud pitcher I could rely on. I know it's a little scary. So yeah, look, well, I would trade. I would trade Degrom for Machado. I would. He, four De- out of Machado five weeks, valuable. you're only going to have one start from him anyway. Yeah, Machado's more valuable. There's no question. But my general overall point is, I o- I would overvalue pitching right now in trades in most of my leagues based on the landscape that I'm seeing. A- at least reliable pitching. Yeah, I think part of that is that a bunch of guys we thought were reliable aren't reliable, and that's kind of the the whole thing with pitching. Yeah. Like a guy who's reliable on Monday stops being reliable five days later. Danny Duffy. Is Danny Duffy a reliable starting pitcher now? Marcus Stroman. But is is Manny Machado a reliable hitter? Yes. He's been terrible. For There's there's a big difference between three bad weeks as a hitter – like three You're bad going start by happen. start, though. Maybe I just misinterpreted what you were saying. No, but I'm I'm asking. Like, I have Danny Duffy as a top twenty pitcher. I don't feel like he's reliable. Um. So I like I I think top twenty, top twenty outfielders are much more reliable than top twenty pitchers, even the good ones. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't want to belabor the point. I, I just thought it would be an interesting topic, and it was time for the Thames watch. Uh-oh, Eric Thames left with a hamstring injury. Hamstring tightness, he expects to play on Friday. You know what his problem was, guys, according to Craig Council? He's so damn good that he got hurt. Council said he's been on base too much. He's too much base running, and the hamstring got tight. He what? didn't hit any home runs yesterday. Now, here's my question. I, I wasn't on the podcast yesterday, but I made like seven or eight different trade offers for Eric Thames on Tuesday, and... Fair offers, right? Not so. not Aver, Aver offers. Good. Mostly very fair offers. All of them were rejected within the hour. Really? N- only one person counteroffered, and it was a ridiculous counteroffer. Yeah, I, I wrote about this. Right. Like, if you have Eric Thames, it's really hard to justify trading him because I, I in the I released the trade chart yesterday, and I have him in like the Hanley Ramirez Gene Segura range. And the Hanley Ramirez throwing in there is different when you say sure. it. The the Gene Segura, you know, I think Jacob Degrom is in the same range or Carlos okay. Martinez, right? And so it's it's a lot of guys who have high upside, just like Eric Thames has shown, but they're also risky. You couldn't possibly trade Eric Thames for Gene Segura. That would be a dumb trade to make. 
But do you now? Do I now go back and make slightly worse versions of those same trade offers? Nobody's gonna. Nobody. I, I think Eric Thames is is nearly untradeable. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. I don't think he should be untradeable. I think. I, I, think, I just you can't get an you probably cannot get enough in return for Eric Thames to justify moving him right now. No, I, I mean the names you mentioned. I don't know that I'd trade him for Carlos Martinez. I'd certainly trade Thames for Jacob Degrom, and I'd probably trade Thames for for Gene Segura. I mean Gene Segura, he's yeah, a pretty good player. I yeah Gene Segura, but he also has downside. He does. We haven't seen downside from from Thames, and no, he did not homer yesterday. But this Thames watch would not be complete without mentioning. He did walk twice, didn't he? Yeah, got on base three times. Amazing. And this has been today's Thames Watch for Fantasy Baseball Today. I'm Adam Azer. The big news! Jose Altuve could be back in the lineup today. Told you about Adrian Beltre not making good promise, uh, progress, excuse me. Mitch Hanniger and Felix Hernandez are both on the DL. Do you think, uh, this guarantees fairly regular playing time for Taylor Motter? Yep. Okay. Jose Abreu day to day with a strained, sprained hip flexor? Strained or sprained? I don't know. I'm going to guess strained. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Kyle Seeger sat again. David Dahl will take batting practice soon. Bud Norris got his third save. He's 12% owned. We don't have a timetable for Bedrosian. When I first read about his injury, they thought it would only be 10 days. But if you need to take a shot, Bud Norris, three saves in Bedrosian's absence. Sean Manaya left last night's start with shoulder tightness. He said he's dealt with that before. He did not pitch well. We don't recommend dropping Sean Manaya, do we? Not yet. Okay. No. And Pittsburgh keeps on making history. They called up Gift and Gopay after nine years in the minors, and they demoted Devitus. Sorry, don't know how to pronounce that one. Neverowskis. Neverowskis. Well, I, yeah, I know the last name I knew. So the Pirates called up the first African-born player in baseball history and demoted the first baseball player born and raised in Latvia. So very, very international. Cool. I I would expect a Disney movie by like the summer of 2019. <laughs> we got to talk about players whose stock might be falling, struggling players. A lot of people asking about Bregman and Lucroy. We'll talk about them in just a second. But I've recently learned how great of a website ZipRecruiter.com is, whether you're looking for a job or if you're hiring. But if you happen to be hiring, you're going to love the free offer we have for you. You can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. This is the simple way to post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. And once those candidates start rolling in, there's going to be no juggling emails or calls to your office. You quickly screen the candidates, you rate them, you hire the right person fast. Look, you want to be efficient, so use ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized businesses. So it's going to work for you. And when the time comes, you need to make a great hire. ZipRecruiter is going to make that possible. So our special offer for our listeners, post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash strike for the free offer. Whew, okay, whose stock is falling? Alex Bregman. Is his stock falling? I don't think so. Maybe because a couple of people have been really good and have passed him, but he's his plate discipline has been outstanding. His swinging strike rate is way down. His line drive rate is still there. He's not hitting the ball exceptionally hard, but he it's not that much off where he was last year. He's hitting too many ground balls. I don't think that's like some philosophical change. I expect Bregman to be fine. 
Jose Ramirez or Alex Bregman? Ramirez. Yeah. I mean, we have a we have a full season of Ramirez being better already. That said, this is a great buy low. I think this is like a buy yeah. dirt cheap because people really are down on Bregman. I, a lot of my opinions when I say stuff like that is just based on the feedback I see in emails and on Twitter. So look, it's you 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 listeners that that tweet me don't represent the fantasy baseball community, but I get the sense the average fantasy owner is very frustrated with Alex Bregman. And this could be someone you get really cheap. Remember, he started two for thirty-eight last year, and then and then he went, then he hit three thirteen with a nine thirty-one OPS in his last thirty-nine games. Alex Bregman, but the the type of player who can uh, be a bust is a young player without much track record. Sure, who gets drafted really high, and Alex Bregman was going pretty high. I feel like he could be a bust and still be a buy. Like he he's not gonna be this bad, right? So you could buy low on him if you buy really low, like uh, like a Jason Vargas. I I don't know if that's realistic, but but maybe. Right. It depends on how frustrated the person who owns him currently is. Even though I buy Luis Severino, I think that's a that's a trade you could try to make right now. Severino for Bregman, or 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 those are the key components of the trade. I don't dislike that. Yeah. I don't hate it, but it's. Not necessarily a trade I would make yet. Jonathan Lucroy, batting 196. Well, he was great with the Rangers last year at an 885 OPS. He's just he's just been awful. Uh, but only five strikeouts in 15 games. How concerned are you about is is Lucroy's stock falling? I'm more concerned about the fact that he's just not playing as much as I expected him to. Torino's is red hot right now. He's yeah, but play, Jonathan McCoy is not somebody that's supposed to fall victim to a red hot backup catcher. Well, when he's when he's batting 196, I, is, I think Lucroy. Look, he's played 15 games out of like 20 or 21. That's I, a yeah. That's not the ratio I expected from Jonathan Lucroy. Well, is his stock falling, or do you still value him the same? The catcher's awful. I still value him the same. Yeah, he's still in the top five for sure. But you know, who would have passed him? Nobody. McCann. Right. So <laughs> he's still in the top three for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was bad two years ago. He is thirty one. Yeah, he it's is. not did, just gonna pat myself on the back here. This is why I didn't want to draft any of the catchers. Shocking. <laughs> uh Heath. Yeah, I don't know. I we'll see what happens. Catcher has not played out anything like we thought it would in the first month of the year. Is Billy Hamilton stock falling? He's batting 212. He's got no power, obviously, and yes, he's stealing bases. But Billy Hamilton batting 212 with three RBIs. While you answer that, I'm going to look up where he ranks among outfielders. But is Billy Hamilton's stock falling? His stock's not really going to fall for me as long as he's playing. Because as long as he's playing and leading off, and if he steals 60 bases, then he gave, he gave me what I expected from and him. And there's no... There's no reason to believe he's going to lose his job, and 60 bases is low. Like, you really think he's only going to steal 50 more bases in the next 140 games? That seems low. Um, he's already at 10. I don't think he has 140 games probably left to play. At this pace, he might only need 100 more games to get to 60. Well, yeah. Billy like, Hamilton. This is, why, this is why I was so excited to draft Billy Hamilton is just, Yes, he's only hitting 213. Yes, he's hurting you there. A lot of that's BABIP-related, and his batted ball profile has improved enough that you could see him 
you know, being someone who should be a 290, 300 BABIP guy. If he's hitting 260. Yeah. Like he's, he's fat at pro ball profile is not very good. He's got a 30% soft contact rate so far and an 11% hard contact rate. Sure, but he's also stopped hitting quite so many fly balls the way he did early in his career. I think that's big. Well, here's the thing. Like, Hamilton right now is the number 52 outfielder in points leagues and number 48 in Roto. Now, when it comes to points leagues, there's really no disputing. It's like that's what he right. is. When it comes to Roto, Billy Hamilton is really – his value really depends on the rest of your team. Uh, you know, he's the number 48 outfielder right now. But uh, if if you can compensate for his lack of everything but steals, then he's more <laughs> valuable than 48th. And, and that's the problem, though. Is, he's on pace for 80 runs. Yeah. I Which guess is my problem is that he was drafted in the fifth or sixth round. And I feel like our Roto formula generally gives more weight to stolen bases than they deserve. And he's absolutely killing you in like three of the five categories. He's just like, like he's not even there. Do you think he's a two thirteen batting average? Yeah, he's also cold right now. We, right, no, I think he's probably a two forty. That's a that's a pretty sizable jump. He averaged what's well, like two or three hits, right? He averaged one infield hit every six games last season. He has yet to have one this season. All right, Billy Hamilton's not slower. So his ha- so his stock is not falling in your eyes, Billy Hamilton. Not for me. The next guy on this like, list is uh is Manny Machado. Quick no on him. No, no, not at all. No concern. How about Mark Trumbo, his teammate, batting 190 with one home run, four walks, and 21 strikeouts? Is Trumbo's stock falling? Yeah. Like, last year was a big outlier for him. Any Anytime you have the big outlier, if you don't back it up the way Freddie Freeman is or the way Daniel Murphy did early last season, I think you do have to question it. Now, I'll say this, though. Like, he was a top, I think he was like number seven, number eight outfielder last year, Trumbo. You guys had him ranked closer to yeah. 20. So, is his stock falling from, from that? Is he like outside the top 30 now? Is he behind Miguel Sano? Is he behind Jose Ramirez? Is Trumbo behind Benintendi? Guys like that. I'm I have not, removed him behind Miguel Sano. I'm not motivated to drop him yet. I, I think that, that that's one thing about the way he approaches it. If you strike out in a fourth of your plate appearances and you hit a ton of fly balls, you're going to have terrible stretches and you're going to have amazing stretches. You're you're going to be more streaky. Yeah, he's streaky, sure. So get yeah, he's, Trumbo's going to. He's been turn beha- passed by a few players though. Like who? Well, Eric Thames for sure. Okay. Miguel Sano for me. Um. Okay. Yeah, I, I moved him down to 28th. All right, last one here is Anthony Rendon's stock falling. He is, he's the only one who's not hitting at Coors Field right now. Everybody else is. Batting 231, uh, the Nationals have, have been beaten up on Rockies pitching in Coors Field. Uh, this guy was the 11th best third baseman in fantasy last year, 12th best in, in Roto, 11th in points. And Rendon had a terrible first half, and then he, you know, he slugged 508 in the second half. Is his stock falling, or do you think Rendon is a buy low? Or both? You know, there were a lot of positive signs with his slow start last year. There are not nearly as many right now. Um, Statcast's expected Woba has him as a 276 Woba hitter, which is really bad. He's a 267 with his real Woba, so there's not a lot in the batted ball profile that makes you think that he's got just bad luck so far. He's but just not that good. Record. Like Rendon, I'm not downgrading him. I'm not buying low. 
he got off to a slow start, which was affected by the fact that he wasn't healthy in spring. I will give him probably two more weeks, and if he's still going this bad, then I'll downgrade him a little. The rest of the show, that's Anthony Rendon we're talking about. The rest of the show we're going to do fairly quickly here. Um, I need to tell you, though, about uh, something very cool. If you like picking games, sportsline.com. I told you about this last year. I haven't told you about sportsline.com this year. But uh, they have a special time. They have a special limited time offer right now. Usually it's a hundred dollars a year. It's ninety nine ninety nine. Right now it's forty nine ninety nine yearly. So you're saving fifty bucks. And some sites charge fifty dollars for a single pick. It's a crazy industry. We give you picks on like every game. It's crazy how many picks you get. It's nine ninety nine a month or forty nine ninety nine for the year. And if you want uh, Vegas experts and their advice, and it's really good stuff. Uh, forty nine ninety nine. Go to sportsline.com. Sign up right now. Rank these outfielders. David Peralta, five straight multi-hit games. Corey Dickerson. Manuel Margot. Hunter Renfro. Michael Conforto. Peralta, Dickerson, Margot, Renfro, Conforto. I, I think I have Margot highest out of this group, followed by Dickerson, Peralta, Conforto, and Renfro. I will go Dickerson. Peralta, Margot, Conforto, Renfro. Mm, okay. Conforto lower than I expected. Uh, but okay. Lineup stuff. Matt Davidson DH'd against the righty for the White Sox. This is AL only, but you know, we want to see him against righties, not just lefties. Jay Bruce is first base eligible. Hernan Perez started in right field. Keon Broxton sat. Cody Bellinger, as I mentioned, he led off. He went over five. He struck out three times facing Johnny Cueto amongst others. Um, Josh Bell has reached base in 11 straight games. He's starting to turn things around a little bit for the Pirates. Keep an eye on Josh Bell. Here's your joke of the day. It's from Tom. Tom says, hey, did you know Christina Aguilera used to sing the anthem at Pirates games? I think she'd sing, come on, Nova, come on, Nova, baby. What do you find, Nova? For the anthem? That's kind of disrespectful. Yeah, I guess. But it's a, it's right. a, it's come a, on, Nova, baby. Baby would be great, yeah. He's got a, Nova has to have a pretty low baby. Yeah, that that was that's the joke. There you go. Uh, here's a crazy league idea. Our crazy league idea of the day. It's from Phil. Phil and I were exchanging emails yesterday. He told me that the commissioner in his league, the commissioner keeps Mike Trout off everyone's roster. Mike Trout is not on any roster. The team that makes the most trades by the deadline gets Mike Trout. How crazy uh, is that? It's interesting. Yeah. It's kind of fun. What if there's Did we a ever talk up? about the team where you just draft everyone who has the same last name? No. Someone, I think someone emailed us about that, and their question was, where would Mike Trout go in that, uh, in that type of draft? It's an interesting one. Wait, I don't get it. You draft a last name. You get every player who has that last name oh. in baseball. So every Gomez. Every Polanco, yeah. Where does Trout go? Wow, where does Trout go in the last name league? Well, what's like the best? I, probably first, right? I don't know. No, I'm no. trying to think of what the best last name would be. Garcia, like Trey Turner and Justin Turner. Oh, that's, that's good pretty one. good. Yeah. Are there good. any other good Murphys? Oh, well, you could get Tom Murphy when he comes off the DL. Mm, yeah. Murphy Daniel Brown. Murphy and Tom Murphy. Mm. Polanco. Yeah. Gregory Polanco and. and Placido, Polanco, yeah. Jorge, Jorge, Polanco. Polanco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, like I this sounded really fun until I started trying to do it. There's got to be a bunch of Joneses, right? Yeah. Yeah. Adam Jones. No pitchers. Nate Jones. What's up with the pitchers' last names? They're all weird. Every pitcher has a weird last name. Yeah. Not weird. I don't want to be I mean, the first pick is Eric Thames, obviously. All right, back to fantasy baseball now. Here's your quote of the day. Which manager said this about his pitcher who pitched last night? Or which pitcher's manager said this? Quote, I think he's trying to pitch to more contact and not trying to make perfect pitches and strike everybody out with perfect pitches. Who is making more? Who is inducing more contact? And Dylan Bundy. No. Cole Hamels. No. Vince Velasquez is the answer. So let's get into some pitchers from yesterday, including Velasquez. By the way, quick uh, double dong. Scott Shebler, Tim Beckham. Beckham, by the way, is batting 372 in his last 11 games, but he has uh, two walks, 25 strikeouts this year. Do you have any interest in Shebler or Beckham in deep leagues? I think, think Shebler's under Yeah, Shebler's definitely been overlooked. Um Okay, he's 12% owned, Scott Shepler. Uh, good rotation yesterday. James Paxton, Johnny Cueto, Jose Quintana, 10 strikeouts. And Rick Porcello had a weird start. He walked yeah. four, but he struck out nine. He got 20 swinging strikes on the Yankees and had a great fastball. Uh, but he ended up going six and two-thirds, giving up three runs, two earned. Paxton, Cueto, Quintana, Porcello, anything to say about those guys? I'd rather we keep it short so we could talk about the bad rotation, but you tell Let's me. Let's move right along then. Let's Quintana do it. doesn't count. It was against the Triple A team. Which one? Quintana. Quintana? Oh, against the, <laughs> the Royals? <laughs> yeah, they're bad. Uh, bad rotation yesterday. Cole Hamels, John Lester, two bad starts in a row. I'll remind you, last year he had a four-start stretch in July where Lester gave up 18 runs in 16 innings. Holy cow. And he still had like a 260 ERA for the year. Um, Lance McCullers. All right. Uh, the walks are creeping back up a little bit now. Just three walks and I think two starts in a row. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Bundy. I did sell Dylan Bundy yesterday. I am concerned about the velocity. I sold him for Zach Britton. Julio Tehran is another guy who, look, he, he gave up two runs, but he walked four. He struck out four. And Tehran's got 15 walks to 22 strikeouts. So Hamels, Lester, and we kind of talked about Hamels. Lester, McCullers, Bundy, Tehran. Any concerns here, guys? Bundy's just, he's had a weird start to the season. I, I don't entirely know what to make of it. His velocity, Bundy's velocity on his fastball has decreased every game so far. A little bit. And I watched a lot of last night's start. And I just, I'm not saying he can't throw harder. Sometimes it's mechanics. Sometimes it's building up arm strength. But if he's going to throw 90 miles per hour, 91 miles per hour with his fastball, I'm not I'm, well, He's I'm averaging selling. 92. Okay, but it's decreasing. Um, he's yeah, down a mile and a half from last year? About, yeah. And the, the breaking pitches are great. They really are. But he's like it a jump pitcher. It was down pretty significantly last night. That's the first one. He'd been in the 92-mile-per-hour range before last night was 90. So he's not really striking anyone out. It, like, listen, if somebody in my league wants to pay for three and one, one point three seven ERA, Dylan Bundy, I'm absolutely selling high. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, concerned. I don't know. I, when I see a guy who has a history of, of arm issues, whose velocity yep. is going down, it it jumps out at me a little bit with Bundy. You know, Scott poo-pooed it when I made the deal, but I traded Dylan Bundy for Garrett Cole yeah. after their respective first starts. It's good for I you. I feel fantastic about it. I, I still like Dylan Bundy, but that nothing I've seen has made me regret that trade yet. I definitely like that better than the the trade that Azer just made. For all the Azer trade nonsense there is, the actual trade he executed 
I'm not so sure about. Bundy I'm not either. But I, Bill Bundy for Britain, like yeah, you're trading one guy that you're afraid might be injured for a guy that is currently on the disabled list. It goes against my rule of don't trade for injured players. And is it is that a head-to-head points or yeah? But nah, I don't like it. I felt like this was I, I I don't know. I'm afraid of Bundy and I, look Britain. I wanted a top five closer. I think Britain's a top five closer if he comes back healthy. And 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 I read the reports. He's supposed to go on a rehab assignment tomorrow. Britain should be back on Sunday or or by Monday. It's a risk, but I kind of felt like if Bundy couldn't dominate the Rays, if if Bundy struck out three Rays, the team that strikes out more than any in baseball, this was my best chance to sell him because he's got the Red Sox. He's got two stars next week. I think one is the White Sox. The other is the Red Sox. So, Or maybe it's the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. I don't know. But I, I would also point out that like the overall swinging strike rate is still healthy enough that I'm not necessarily concerned about 6.8 Ks per nine. Uh, he still has a 12% swing strike rate. That suggests that he should be able to strike more batters out moving forward. And 40% of his starts have come against the Red Sox. Yeah, and they don't strike out. That's true. The other three have been the Blue Jays twice and the Rays. Now. It's been a weird start. Like it's it just, has. it's kind of hard to know what he is. Uh, let's see. McCullers. You worried about McCullers at all? Not necessarily. He's gonna have stretches where he walks a lot of batters just because he's a curveball first pitcher and even his really really good curveball it's harder to control than a than a fastball i am not worried about him living up to where i had him ranked as a high-end number three starter i am worried about him making the leap that i was hoping he would make to becoming a borderline ace i'm going to give you i think six or seven fringy starting pitchers you tell me your three favorites matt shoemaker vince velasquez robert gazelman Daniel Norris, Alex Cobb, Trevor Bauer, Hector Santiago, Shoemaker, Velasquez, Gazelman, Daniel Norris, Cobb, Bauer, Hector Santiago. My three favorites are Shoemaker, Velasquez, and Pass. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I'm, dr- I'm dropping Robert Gazelman. I'm, I'm sorry him. I convinced you to draft him in the twelfth round in that one league, Acer. <laughs> no, I haven't been four leagues. And um. I'm not dropping him yet, but he's got two starts next week. In fact, most, if not all, of these guys do. He's just got to get like he's he's been terrible in the first inning. Sometimes yeah. you can correct that, but obviously I still he's like droppable. I love the stuff still, but he's just he's having trouble making it work. Yeah, he's droppable, Gazelman. There's I can't argue against it. I don't think he's a must drop. And I also think that Daniel Norris has given up four earned runs in two straight starts. This is after going 21 starts in a row, allowing three or fewer earned runs. And he had a strikeout printing last year. He's not striking people out. Like, Gazelman and Norris are two guys that, because of what I said earlier in the show about not finding good pitching on waivers, I don't know that I want to drop them. And obviously I'm not dropping Shoemaker or Velasquez either. But I don't know that I want to drop Gazelman or Norris. Just the Shoemaker's under-owned at 81%, by the way. Uh, he needs to go a little bit deeper into games. He's not. He has not been very efficient. Lots of foul balls. Yeah? Lots of foul balls last night. That's, that's an inch, that's an inch away from a swing strike. <laughs> or a home run. Or a home run. <laughs> uh, Hector Neris has given up three runs on seven hits in his last three appearances. Should we own Joaquin Benoit? No. I think, I, I think Hector Neris is so far ahead of everyone else in that, in that bullpen in terms of skill that I'm just, I'm not worried about it. This is going to turn into an athletic situation. 
And yeah, they're, which they're is all odd, professional athletes because the athletics used to be in Philadelphia. Oh, comes full circle. And Fernando Rodney gave up five earned runs in two thirds of an innings. Thank you, for, thank you, Fernando Rodney and Robert Gazelman for uh, actually no, I un, I accidentally sat Gazelman yesterday in my daily league, so that was good. Thank you, Fernando Rodney and John Lester for losing me like three categories yesterday. Let's grade some trades to finish the show. From Josh in Iowa. Grade the trade. Give up Garrett Cole and Gregory Polanco, a couple of pirates. Cole and Polanco get Jake Arietta and pick up Conforto or Margot at the roster spot. So you give up like Cole it. and Polanco, you get Arietta, and then you get either Conforto or Margot on waivers. Grade the trade. I don't like it. I'm going to say grade it. D. C minus. Okay, D and a C minus. We don't like the trade. David in Chicago, grade the trade. Hey, Muggsy, Charles, Patrick, and Sean. Oh, when the NBA was good. I like it. The Space Jam folk. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay. Ten-team head-to-head categories league with OBP. Give Dylan Bundy, get Jose Peraza. D plus, aim higher. Yeah, I think probably the right spot. I'd rather have Zach Britton than Jose Peraza. Uh, from Mike, grade the trade. Give up Bundy, get Carlos Martinez. That's a good one. A. B plus. Uh, from Trey, grade the trade. Granky for Billy Hamilton. I need steals. Uh, I think that's a B plus. Wow. I gotta, yeah. if you're gonna give it a passing grade, it's gotta be more like a B minus. I'm not, I'm, and, and that's not necessarily a reflection of a lack of belief in Zach Granke. I, I, I think he's pretty good. I'm gonna give it a, like, what's between a C and a C minus? <laughs> C mine. <laughs> he's got like a 70. Not the courage of your convictions. Apparently. A 72.75%. <laughs> okay. Uh, from Bryce in Iowa, give up Trey Turner and Matt Carpenter. This is a big one. It's a blockbuster. Give up Trey Turner and Matt Carpenter. Get Chris Bryant. I think you're giving up too much. Did anybody make a good trade? C minus. C minus. Yeah. Yeah. Bundy for Carbart. That's a good one. Okay, there was Great our trade. good one. This is from the Reverend Brandon E. Miles. Good afternoon, Mal, Zoe, Wash, and Jane. No idea. None. Got to look into that one. Uh, it's a keeper league. Ten team points keeper league. Keep four. Trade Manny Machado, Albert Pujols, and Michael Pineda. Machado, Pujols, Pineda. Get Posey, Segura, and Verlander. Hmm. You're giving up the best uh. player, but I like it. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Pujols has very little value in a keeper league. Uh, Pineda, I don't know. I don't think he has much value in a keeper league. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a B. I'm gonna go with a C minus because Machado's the only player I actually like. No. I'll give it a C plus. <laughs> C plus. Alright, James in Kentucky. Hey, Fleischman, O'Connell, Maurice, and Chris. Well, Chris Towers. Sure. These uh, Fleischman's, um, Yeast. Yeah. I don't know. We'll look it up. It's Northern Exposure. And the last one was Firefly. Northern Exposure? It was a, 
I know what late it, 80s, early 90s My television. mom loved Northern Exposure. These intros are almost as bad as your trades. All right, here's the trade. Give Jake Lamb, get Stephen Piscotty. Worried about the humidor. Give Jake Lamb, get Stephen Piscotty. C+. Plus. C+. Plus. Hmm, interesting. Okay. And Mason in Spokane. Give up Roark and Graveman. Roark and Graveman, get Madison Bumgarner. See? I like Good job, that. Mason. I like that, yeah. B plus. Roark and Graveman for Bumgarner. B plus and a C, which means it's a B minus on average. All right. Hey, thank you for a great show, fellas. It's been fun. You're welcome. It yeah. was a great time. You guys were great. You were awesome. And thank you for always. The you're always professional, Adam. And let me uh let me just read this this last one. Uh, this is from Stephen from Illinois. Upon listening to yesterday's podcast, I felt myself get dumber when Chris said, quote, take this L, end quote. I consider it your duty to ensure this doesn't happen again. Uh, you know, you know what I have to say to that? Take this L. Steven's gonna have to take this L. <laughs> Alright, for, uh, Heath Cummings and Chris Towers, I'm Adam Azer. Make sure you watch our NFL draft show. Make sure you go to ziprecruiter.com slash strike. And have a great day, everybody. See ya.